Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. Final hour of the program. We continue on. Good to have you today. Uh, This is from Michael. Michael says, uh, hey, Bill, got a question about the Milwaukee Brewers. If third base is still undecided, who would you go with? Uh, If you mean it's still undecided at the end of spring training or right now? Right now, they're just trying out different players to be there. Um, There's, you know, they they have different guys. I mean, right now, you could look at a guy like Joey Ortiz that could be there. Uh, Sal Freelich is going to get some work over there. Um, Montessario is another guy that could end up over there. I mean, they've got options. It's not like they are completely bereft of talent to play third base. They're just going to try everything to see what sticks. And you understand that. You get it. So, I am, you know, I'm not overly concerned about who they do or don't have at this point. Uh, You just kind of want to see how it plays out. But I will say this. You don't go very long in in trying guys out, if that makes sense. You don't don't wait. You know, you you give them an opportunity uh, for a little while, and you see how they develop. And if they continually get better, then, yeah, you go with it. If they don't, then you got to move on. You just do. Because what you don't want to do is spend a lot of time trying to figure out who it's going to be and giving the wrong guy opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and it's it's just not going to work. Even though you want it to work, it's just not going to work. So that's that's the one thing that I look at and go, okay, uh, if, you're, if you're going to make a decision, make a decision sooner rather than later, if that makes sense. Because I we saw that happen numerous times with the infield. I, I go back to like when they kept trying to put Ryan Braun at first base. It, it just wasn't going to work. Ryan Braun was not really that good over at third base. It wasn't going to work, and they kept trying and trying and trying and trying, and it just it never materialized. So I'm I'm uh, I'm of the ilk of find a guy that starts to look good and work, and see if he's going to be the guy that works out. And see if that really starts to, to to happen for you. Eight seven, yeah. Go ahead, Brent Grant. Well, I was just going to say this training camp is really exciting. Uh, this is something I've hit on my show this week because we genuinely don't know who's going to be playing third, who the third, fourth, fifth starting pitchers are going to be. Like there, there are genuine, honest to goodness competitions in training camp this year. It's right. not like you know. Well, we'll see if you play well. Maybe you make the roster. No, like if guys have a great camp, they they their spots available. And I think that's going to make this this spring training a lot more fun to watch. And third base is one of those positions. Could be Freelick, right. could be Monasterio. Like we genuinely don't know. That's why the next couple of weeks are going to be so fun. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Halfley and uh, Matt Lafleur are speaking today. We will carry a lot of that stuff tomorrow. It's going to happen uh, later this afternoon. So uh, Mike Clemens is going to join us tomorrow, and we'll talk about a lot of that coming up tomorrow on the program. So I know there's a couple of people that have asked. Dennis and David have said, you know, at what time are we going to carry that? And it's not going to happen until almost the time we're off the air. So we'll we'll carry a lot of that tomorrow. We'll break a lot of that down tomorrow, what is and isn't said tomorrow, all that kind of stuff. So Mike Clemens will join us. And then don't forget, to, uh, next week the coverage begins of the uh, 2024 NFL Combine. Mike Clemens is going to be on the ground in Indianapolis as well. So I'm sure we'll get updates and reports from Mike there also. 
And then uh, the following week, you're going to be in spring training. So we'll get updates and stuff from you out in spring training. So we're kind of like all over the place. If I can travel, if I'm going to be good and can get on a plane and I get cleared for that, then I'm going to head out to spring training. If I ain't, uh, then I ain't. And we'll just kind of take uh, what Grant gives us and sends back and all that kind of stuff. We'll uh, talk with Grant about that out there. So, But we, we've, we've got it all covered. We're all good. We're going to be in all places. And then obviously opening day at Stenny's, we're going to have that again this year. So looking forward to it. Um, and speaking of that, uh, uh, Brandon Woodruff. Congratulations to him. They've made it official. Woodruff is back with the Milwaukee Brewers. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited because Woodruff is, is just a good guy, just a, just a really good dude. And so Woodruff, uh, first of all, talked about, you know, kind of becoming a free agent. Uh, the Brewers didn't tender him. And that was part of the discussion when he uh, had a chance to speak with the media. Take a listen. You know, being a free agent is um, it's an honor and a privilege. I know my circumstance was a little bit different. Um, and you know what it got early on, there was not, you know, we talked to the Brewers, obviously when the non-tender happened, uh, they expressed, uh, that they would like me to come back. We had a few brief conversations. Um, and you know what it, the way it evolved over this free agency, um, it happened pretty fast at the end with the Brewers. So, um, I wouldn't say not expected, but it just, um, it just kind of happened pretty fast. So, um, and I'm glad it did. You know, I've, I've thought a lot about this decision. It was a, um, it was a really tough decision. And, um, but yeah, it, I mean, it happened pretty quick. I'm super happy to be back. This is, um, an organization where I've, I've grown up in, um, I'm very familiar with the situation I'm in, with, in which I'm getting into with the medical staff, with the front office, with coaching, with everybody, the players, uh, and even, you know, people in the city, I, I still get to live in the same house. Um, you know, just a lot of, a lot of positives, um, I could take from this and it made the decision pretty easy. Here's the one thing that I love about Woodruff is that he gets to live in the same house. And this is a guy that people, I, it was so interesting because it was a couple of years ago, we were doing the show out at uh, the state fair out at the Goose Island Ale House at the Bud Pavilion. And he's sitting there. Watching the show, listening to the show, nobody knew him. He's he's just enjoying it with his family, having a couple of beers. They were doing one of those uh, keg tappers that day. Had one of the specialty keg tappers, just one. wasn't like he was out there getting schlossed or anything, partying. But and just loved being. A, we talked to him like a day or two later, but loved being a part part of the culture of of the summertime in Wisconsin, and just. I was glad when he came back because he's just a regular dude, man. He was also asked about how he's doing. I mean, obviously the Brewers knew something. They knew how the surgery went. Otherwise, they wouldn't even have offered him a contract if it wasn't good and he wasn't recouping, uh, you know, properly. So he was asked, you know, how is uh, the shoulder doing since surgery? You know, it's rehab's been going really good. Um, the surgery went better than expected. Uh, I'm just a little bit over four months in. I started a throwing program last week. Um, and that's been going good. It's a slow and steady progression. Um, but as of right now, I feel, I feel good. I feel completely normal. Now it's just all about getting my shoulder back used to, um, you know, the stresses that we, we do day in and day out. So, but as of right now, I'm doing great. Um, just following protocol and, and going from there, but, um, you know, look forward to getting out to Maryville and, and, and getting with, um, the staff and, and, uh, you know, continuing that, 
that build up. So, but as far as four months in, man, I'm doing good. So he signs and he said he wanted to looking forward to get back out to Maryville. But once he signed, the Brewers wanted to take another look at him. And he said they flew him right away out to Maryville, get the physical. Uh, but he talked about more so than anything, not only going through the physical process, but then just seeing the guys. It happened quick. And, you know, I, I stayed in touch with a lot of guys, you know, on the team. And um, I didn't quite know what was going to happen. Um, but when it did, I was able to get out and, and um, you know, get the physical done. I mean, it was just uh, I was able to get out and and uh, see everybody. And, you know, a lot of shock. But it was it was just one of those things where um, it was good to see everybody. And it just reassured me that um, the decision to come back was a very easy one. Um, it's 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 the people you go to battle with every single day. It's the people you spend you know, quite frankly, more time with than your family. Um, and it, it just, it, it's home. So, yeah, I mean, it was, um, everybody was pretty excited. And I'm, I'm excited myself. Then when he was uh, unable to pitch, he talked about being able to help some of the younger guys and talk to them, uh, get their reads and reactions, so to speak. But also it was his reaction to his teammates saying that they, yeah, they, they love the fact that he's coming back. And, you know, it's, it's appreciated. Um, I try to be myself day in and day out. I try to be the same guy, um, you know, whether things are going good, whether things are going bad. And I think that's, uh, that's a value I try to hold, you know, true every day. Um, it, it, as far as, you know, providing help, man, it's, we're a young team, you know, we got some older guys, but there's a lot of young guys mixed in. I think it's just, um, being available any way I can for, to help guys. Um, I may not be the smartest guy in the room, but I, I think I can pull, you know, from some, some experience from the, you know, just being in Milwaukee, knowing what it takes to play there, um, going to the playoffs, um, you know, five times since I've been there or since I've been in Milwaukee. And I think I can, I can draw from those experiences and help guys out. Um, so it's, um, I'm going to be a big cheerleader this year. And, um, you know, I look forward to that. I, I think it's, it's one thing that'll help, help me grow mentally. And, and, um, I can get to a spot physically like how I want to throughout this year. And, um, but yeah, I, I just think being available for guys is, is going to be a big thing. And, and, uh, I'm just trying to help out any way I can. Now you did hear him talk, uh, about, you know, this year being a cheerleader. So the question then becomes, Hey, you know, if things progress and you're feeling good, any shot at you pitching this season? I will tell you, like I've told every other team and every other person, um, I'm following Dr. Meister's orders. Um, he was the guy who performed, he's the doctor who performed my surgery. And whatever he says goes. I mean, that's that's pretty plain and simple. So I'm following his timeline um, regarding if I will pitch or not this year. That, that's up to him. And I have full trust in Dr. Meister, and I, I think he's the best in the game. Um, but you know what? I had a, I drew from uh, some experiences from the sub-scout this past year or last year, and I learned pretty quick you can't get too far ahead of your schedule and, and, and look ahead. So um, I'll take it day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, see where I'm at at the end of the year. And if it makes sense, maybe. Uh, but if not, you know, I'm, I'll be ready to go for 25. Um, he had talked about, I'll tell you the way I told everybody else. So you thought 
everybody else. So how many teams did contact him as a free agent this year? Yeah, that was one big thing that I communicated throughout this process was um, I want to be with the team and be available as much as I can. Um, the rehab process is so tough, and and if you feel like you're not in it, you you, you mentally you lose a little bit of that. Uh, it gets tough day in and day out. So that was a big thing I I, I voiced, and the Brewers are were willing to um, let me rehab Milwaukee. Uh, they added some. Um, some extra help on the, on the medical staff. So uh, I'll be able to rehab Milwaukee all summer, which was a huge plus. Um, And as far as other teams, you know, I can say, I don't know the exact number, but uh, quite a few teams reached out, Uh, whether there was meaningful engagement uh, between both sides. um, Some I got, you know, far along the line with uh, some I did not. Um, but yes, there was quite a few teams that were were in it to the end, and um, you know, I was, yeah, I was I was close to signing um, there at the end, and then the Brewers came in right at the last second. Is kind of how it happened, and um, but yeah, I, I mean, there was there was interest from a lot of other clubs. Interesting that he was close to signing with somebody else until the Brewers swooped in, and uh, then you kind of take a step back and you say, okay, you talk about the emotions when. He uh, he got the word and had to tell everybody I can't play in the playoffs because of this shoulder issue. No, it's um, that's the emotions of, of baseball in any sport, really, and in life. You know, you go from the lowest to lowest. Uh, you can go from the highest of highs, and that's why this um, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, I the last time I talked to you guys was in that media room, and I couldn't I couldn't hold it together because I wanted to pitch so bad, but I knew I couldn't. Um, and now it's kind of you know, I, I thought about this on the on, on the plane plane ride back home from the physical. Uh, the way things shook out for me, it, it made me realize that I wasn't supposed to go out the way I was supposed to go out with the Brewers, uh, getting hurt, not being able to pitch, uh, then getting non-tendered. And, you know, now that I've signed back, it, it, it kind of just hit me like, man, this is where I'm supposed to be, whether if it's two more years or whatever it looks like. I've still got a lot of, um, I guess you could say, unfinished business in the Brewers uniform, and that's the way I feel about it. Um, and so that's why I'm so super excited because, you know, for a second I thought that that was the end of it, and I was going to go out my last start in Miami and when I had a hurt shoulder, and um, and I may not ever get the pitch for the Brewers again. And uh, it quickly dawned on me that that that's not the way it was supposed to happen. It was supposed to, uh, I'm supposed to be back in Milwaukee. And everything kind of worked out how it was supposed to. So, there you go. That's uh, Brandon Woodruff talking to the media yesterday. We're going to take a break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Smoke on the Water on Okachi Lake, and then they also have Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus in Hubertus, just east of Holy Hill. Both places fantastic. Sloppy Joe's just a traditional good Wisconsin bar. And then you've got smoke on the water, and that is uh, spectacular what they've done out there, both upstairs and downstairs in that rentable um, kind of reception hall that they've put together. They have music and such out there, but they open the uh, doors up 
during the summertime, and the lake is right there. It's like three feet, four feet from the building. It's just awesome with boat docks down below, and you get a chance to see the sunset on Okachi Lake. It's a beautiful place. There's smoke on the water in Okachi, Sloppy Joe Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus. In Hubertus, there's always something going on at both places. They're spectacular, and Joe and Ellen Hennis do great jobs with both of them, running both of them, owning both of them, and the way they treat their customers and such. That's the reason a lot of people keep coming back. Smoke on the water and Sloppy Joe. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. When I think of love life, my head turns out around. It's gentle as a butterfly, she moves without a sound. I call her on the telephone, she sends me hell by head. The night's the night, she's moving in, and I can't hardly wait. The way she moves. Good to have you back. Our friends at the Water Doctors, the best, best water softening system in the market. And they support community because the world needs not just great water, but also love. And as the new owners of the Water Doctors, they uh, invest themselves in a lot of charitable programs. They say, hey, look, we got a really good company. we got a really good product. But we also believe in giving back to the uh, community as well. They do that uh, with... Their money and their time. They support Fisher House, Wisconsin. They support a lot of veterans' causes. They were doing the uh, Custom Canine Service Dog Academy for a long time as well. But if you want the best water softening system that's out there anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, uh, call them. All you got to do is call 262-549-7733. Ask for John. John or Amber or anybody at the, uh, at the Water Doctors can help you. But John and Amber are the owners. 262-549-7733. And if they can't help you, they will find somebody who can in your area, if uh, for whatever reason they don't service your area or have something specifically there. But they've said, hey, they'll take all callers uh, and they'll treat you just like you, they're your closest customer and such. Uh, but 262-549-7733, but it is by far the best water softening system on the market, hands down, hands down. That's the Water Doctors. Or you can just check it out, H2, the letter O, h2odoctors.com. That's h2odoctors.com. So, so much good stuff. We have had... Uh, today, a look at the Brewers. We've had a look at the Bucks. Uh, you're going to have uh, Matt LaFleur and uh, the new defensive coordinator, Mr. Halfley, are going to be speaking to the media later this afternoon. Uh, we've talked college hoops in general. I think we've covered pretty much everything. You know what I'm excited about today, Grant? What's that? And I, I didn't know this until five minutes ago. There's there's baseball on today. Oh, you're speaking my language. I can't wait to turn it on at Did you know that? Yeah, Dodgers-Padres, right? Yeah, Dodgers-Padres from up in uh, Peoria. And and I I love, I, I love the fact that baseball is in Arizona, and I love the brewer, the fact that the Brewers are there. I I've never been a fan when I was uh, in Cincinnati covering the Reds, and they were playing. They were in Sarasota and in Clearwater, and they were in numerous areas. St. Pete was a longtime home of the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, it's it's hours to go to some of these places to play ball, hours, and out in Arizona, it's. At most, 45 minutes. At most. Unless you got to go. Was Even San Francisco's moved. It used to be you'd have to go pretty far, maybe an hour, a couple of hours to get to San Francisco's spring training facility, but not anymore. But it's it's everything's within 45 minutes. It's awesome. And a lot of the ballparks out there are, are relatively new. 
Uh, they've been built within the last uh, decade, I guess, is the best way to put it. The Brewers obviously have been renovated, so Maryvale looks and feels better. I mean, the ballpark itself is the same, but they renovated that. But it just, it's just it's a baseball euphoria out there. It, when you get a chance to go, it's just it's just awesome because you can you can pretty much stay near downtown and get to everything within 25, 35 minutes. Uh, I used to stay up uh, off of Cave Creek Road. There's a condo complex up there, and I would always do Airbnb, and it was great because it was 15 minutes, 20 tops, depending on traffic, from Maryvale. Uh, if you wanted to go south, it was about 45 minutes to the Cubs complex down in Mesa. Uh, if you had to go to Peoria, it was about another 25, 35 minutes to get to Peoria. If you wanted to go to Goodyear, down to the uh, Indians and the Reds facility, that was probably your furthest jaunt because it was complete counter opposite to the city to where you were. But that was about 45 minutes. Uh, and down there, though, I always loved it because they got just a really great Mexican restaurant. It looks like a hole in the wall. And it is the best Mexican food. It, it's so good down there. So, so many good places. But, yeah, to be able to see baseball. And I just saw uh, – I've got ESPN on here uh, along with the MLB Network. And they were showing uh, – one of the reporters for the MLB Network is standing on the field in Peoria as both teams are kind of practicing and getting ready for the game today, coming up in about 25 minutes – or 35 minutes, and one of the things that I saw was bright blue sky, the palm trees in the background, everybody's out there in short sleeves. It's like picture perfect. It's awesome. It's awesome. So I, I'm giddy. I'm going to flip baseball on today. Can't believe I'm doing that. It just, it's good. It, all of a sudden, it punches you in the face, and it's like baseball's here, and I'm just, I'm happy, happy about it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Kevin says, do you think Doc Rivers has the attention of the team, or is this just all lip service from Giannis? Because the team certainly hasn't played like Doc Rivers is the best candidate to coach this team for moving forward. Kevin, I... boy, that's a great question. And the reason, part of me, I, I'm like you. I've watched this team and just be lethargic, and I've called them lazy, disinterested. Like nothing changed. But you hear Giannis talk and give interviews. It's it's like, no, Doc Rivers has the team, has the focus, has the respect, I guess, might be the best way to put it, of the group of guys that he's now coaching, led by Giannis and, and Dame. I said all along, look, whatever happens the rest of the season, this this is squarely, squarely on the shoulders of Giannis and Dame, and even Chris Middleton to a certain extent. The leaders have to be the ones to lead now. If you believe that Doc Rivers is the guy, then you got to wrap your arms around the organization and put everybody on the same page. You just do. So I, I believe... I believe that it's it's yes that that he does, that he does. Let's go to Southside Scott. Southside Scott, what's going on, man? What's happening? Not much. Enjoying the uh, nice warm weather we're having right now. No, uh, I completely agree. My my question for you is about the Colorado Rockies. I'm all about Colorado teams, and are they destined to have another hundred losing season? Oh, boy, that's a great question. I mean, obviously, they play in a really tough division. Um, I'm just trying to kind of go through there. They don't have anybody on this team that's really projected to hit better than 2, say, 70. 
Uh, obviously, they got Charlie Blackman uh, as their DH this season, and he's yeah, solid. He, Nolan Jones this season, but uh, but I don't know if they've got the pitching to be able to to be able to sustain. I mean, there's not anybody in their starting staff that's projected to have an ERA lower than five. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it, to me, it's all about their starting pitching. Yeah, the pitching's always been a struggle since they became a franchise. It's always been right. a struggle. Um, no, I that I agree with, and and they obviously they don't have a they don't play in a hitter or they don't play in a pitcher friendly ballpark anyway. Not even close. Um, I think it. Do you, do you think it's the ownership that's an issue? Oh, after this many years, absolutely. I mean, they're taking a chance on a guy like Dakota Hudson to be the your fifth starter, and he's projected to be, I think, a, like a five-five ERA guy. Now he's still young; he's under the age of thirty. But I, you know, I, look, at some point, you got to figure that you're going to be good enough to take that next step. I don't even know what they have, and I, I was just trying to peruse the other day some of these teams that have guys in the minor league system. They got a few guys, uh, a few catchers down in the minors. They got a few uh, infielders in the minors, but they really don't have. When you start to look through minor league system, most of the guys that are highly rated for them are either in double A or triple A. They don't, or double A or single A. They don't have anybody in triple A that that really jumps off the paper at you right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, one of my cousins was actually a catcher for them for the Rockies within the last few years, and he got moved up to San Francisco, and I don't know where he's at now, but that was a uh, Dom Nunez. Okay. Um, uh, can't re- he's he's in the San Francisco organization now. The last I heard, he went to San Francisco. Where he's at now, I'm not sure. But okay, he was he was great as far as catching, working with the pitchers, but his batting is what like killed him. Right. Yeah, I that's so, a great question. I don't know. Um, I mean, I can take a look and see where he's at as far as San Francisco goes, but uh, I I don't think appreciate the phone call. I don't think he's in the Rockies organization any longer, at least not highly rated as a catcher, to be perfectly honest with you. So um, let's see here. What was his name again? Uh, did, did he say uh, Grant? I'm looking at Nolan Arenado and uh, Chris Bryant and Trevor Story stats. It's what I'm, I'm just trying to figure out why the Rockies do the things that they do. Yeah. They're going to lose a ton right. of games. They stink. Yeah. They, I mean, They've got a few guys that can rake, but for the most part, that starting pitching rotation in Freeland and uh, who am I thinking? Quantrill. Who's the other guy? Uh, I talked about Dakota Hudson. There's, uh, I think it was um, another guy they got from St. Louis a couple of years ago. God, I can't think of the guy's name. Well, Dakota Hudson was in St. Louis once upon a time, too. He was there, but they got, I think they picked him up as a free agent. Um, oh, Mark, thank you very much. Austin Gomber. G-O-M-B-E-R. They traded him. They traded for him. And they brought him back. Um, and then Feltner came up in the organization. They just don't have anybody that, that as a starter, that's going to win them a lot of games. And granted, you get inflated ERAs because you play in Colorado. But, I mean, when you don't have anybody on your starting staff that's projected to get lower than, say, a a 5 29 ERA. It's like, holy crap. That's <laughs> you're averaging five and a half runs a game. Like, forget it. You're not going to win a lot of games. We always talk about four. The magic number is four. Uh, four and below, you're going to win a lot of games. Four and over, uh, you know, over four, you're going to lose a lot of games. That's just kind of the magic number in Major League Baseball. When you got a, a whole team 
that can't get under five for ERA. It's like, boy, you're just you're already sitting on the on the word screwed before you even get out of the gates. Uh, let's do this. We got uh, a couple of segments left to go. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels show. Next week, he might be the most famous person we've ever had in studio. If indeed he decides to come into the studio. So I'm sitting here, uh, Grant, during the break. And I get an email. And I recognize the email. And uh, I look over and I'm kind of like, Oh, I know this person. And here's the, uh, here's the thought because IndyCar is coming to Milwaukee mile this year. And obviously they're going to be, uh, coming to uh, road America as well. But next week I get a note from the person that reps Helio Castro Nevis four time Indy 500 winner says, Hey Bill, I know you live in the Milwaukee area. Uh, he is going to be in town. He's going to be doing some hits for the morning uh, television news. Uh, do you want him to bring him? Do you want us to bring him over to the house? He'd love to sit down and talk with you. You've talked with him many times. We would love to have Elio in your studio on Thursday morning of next week. How about that? Not too bad. Also, selfishly, makes my life easier because that's one guest that I don't have to be responsible for now. Like I can't, right? Like I can't forget the phone number. Yeah. Or fat finger a button like that one's that one's out of my hands. That'll be great. Now, now there's two things that happen here. One is it's really cool if we get him in the studio. The second thing is I gotta I gotta clean the studio. <laughs> there <laughs> is that. Yeah, you need to. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a mess. But uh, but yeah, Helio Castro Nevis wants to uh, wants to swing by. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Things are all of a sudden getting really busy. We're going to get closer to the draft and March yeah. Madness and actual baseball. And later this afternoon, we'll have actual Packers news. Matt Lafleur and Jeff Halfleiners. Mike Clemens has actually given us a surprise called a preview this press conference. So Mike is here, thought he'd kind of give us a rundown of what we can yeah. expect this afternoon. So we got that. So we got Mike Clemens on the line as well. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Do you serve him like a bottle of milk when he comes to the house? You know, uh, like I, no, I'm going to have Kristen's going to come in from the patio door behind him and pour it over his head. <laughs> and then give him some flowers. I think that'd be right. Cool. Exactly. That that dude is such a killer driver at Indy, man. I love watching that guy race. He's outstanding. I think that's going to be great. I think it's going to be great. He's a really interesting guy. Yeah, I like he to really watch is. 500. I like to watch the 500 every year. How are you today, sir? Doing well. I a little woozy to start the day, but overall not bad. So I'm I'm feeling better, and unfortunately I don't look a, a lot better, but you know, getting there, so to speak. Well, you you, you hit it hard in turn three, as I understand. But anyway, <laughs> yes, gravity gravity always wins. So for me, I'm driving to Green Bay. Um, I didn't think I'd be talking to these guys until next week in Indianapolis. By the way, uh, you guys in, in like Grant know I'm staying. All next week in Indianapolis for the combine. You know why? Because you know how they, you know how they, they bring out the coaches and the GMs, and they bring out the quarterbacks, 
and then you know pretty much most of the media then goes out to have steak and, right. and drinks, you know, and then they get on the plane, they leave. But then they go tight ends and running backs. The defensive backs, they're coming in next weekend. That's the guys that we want to talk to. Because yeah. that's, you know, that's where this Packers organization is going to be looking at. In the draft, free agency, undrafted guys, whatnot. And and then, you know, and then I hear you, you know, announce on this show, and I think uh, Damoski reported this for ESPN. You know, I just, I, I hate this time of year. Because, you know, I stand out there and I watch these players and decide who the coach is like and who's going to be a good player. And when when you tell me that you – I understand voiding the contract of Josh Nyman. Remember what Adam Stedovich said about him midseason? Yeah, we need to see more competitiveness there. Right. You know, just like point blank sacked him. Yeah. And Darnell Savage voided his contract. Yeah, you know, he's in and out. You know, he's been, he hasn't quite been there uh, for the last two years. But Keyshawn Nixon, and I, I know that – even though, you know, they've almost nullified the the kickoff in football, occasionally the ball does land and he gets you 60 yards. Now, he may fumble at the end of the 60-yard return, but that's what Eric Wilson is there for. He can scoop it up, you know, and still right. get you good field position. But I'm kind of surprised about that Keyshawn Nixon decision. And so, you know, it's just it's, it's a weird time of year. Here's the other thing that's happening. You know why LaFleur's talking today? Besides uh, introducing his new defensive coordinator? No, no, why? Uh, strength and conditioning he, coach. He's not going to Indy next week. You had talked about that, that things have gotten a little bit different, that coaches who normally would go to Indianapolis and collaborate with the GMs, they're not going. This started with Belichick. You know, he started not showing, or at least making himself available to the media. Combine is this, has been this great thing since the 1980s. Or, you know, first of all, um, you know, they, they, they set this up, you know, back in the 80s so, so they could have a central place where all these teams could do these physicals and then, you know, run the times on the guys. And, you know, they could all kind of split the pot and come in from different directions around the country. So they put it in a central place like Indianapolis. And then, you know, in just in recent years, um, Belichick started not showing up. But then some of the other coaches said, yeah, well, in our scouting department. And last year when the Packers did it, you thought, well, you know, they were deep in the throes of the Aaron Rodgers saga. So it would be, you know, one less person. But just let just let Brian be the spokesperson for where the team stood with Aaron Rodgers a year ago. But I think it just gets also down to the point where let the scouting department do the interviews, clock the times. If Matt LaFleur wants to – now I'm going to ask him this today. If he wants to dip into an interview with a kid, he could probably do it over a Zoom. Certainly he can watch all the tapes of the interviews. And now, coming out of COVID, these teams can talk to 30 players in person. They can bring them in and, and, and talk to them that way. And, you know, the head coach pretty much gets his questions answered or a feel for a particular player, and then he lets Brian and the scouts handle. For us, though, unfortunately, you know, we love going down there. You see all these players. You hang out and talk to them. You see all these general managers. You get to talk to them. And you see all these coaches, not only the coaches, but, you know, like the assistant coaches walking down the hallway, stop a guy and talk for 5, 10, 20 minutes, whatever it takes, and kind of get some backstory. So, and at the end of the day, I think Adele's going to make this another TV show. I mean, the Combine already is a TV show, but I'm hearing rumblings that they're serious about 
taken it out of Indy and put it in one of the bigger media markets and, you know, more prime time and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, how can we make it more of a TV show and get more ratings value uh, through the year on our NFL network? Mike, uh, I, I know everybody's kind of chomping at the bit to talk to Halfley about what he wants to do and get his thoughts on this, but is there anything particular that's burning a hole in your brain that you want to find out from him? Yeah, number one, you know, so why are you coming to Green Bay with a 4-3? When, you know, most teams are a 3-4, why are you a 4-3 guy? Why'd you leave a nice job at Boston College? I mean, I know his record's like 500, but is he another one of these guys that just says, this NIL stuff is out of control? I want out of here. Uh, or maybe still thinks someday he might want to be a an NFL head coach or working with Matt and working with a promising quarterback like Love on the other side of the ball and whatever good he's going to bring him on the roster, uh, that maybe he could get a ring uh, this time in the NFL after being with two or three different teams. So that'll be the, the top thing. You know, the other thing is this for me, Bill. I just got done, thanks to you, covering another Super Bowl that drew more viewers than Apollo 11, than the Neil Armstrong <laughs> right? and Buzz Aldrin show. It's, I just, I can't fathom that. I can't fathom that. But that we kind of predicted last fall, this thing in Vegas is going to be huge. It was crazy. And they brought in all that celebrity. And down on the field, I'm telling you, man, those Chiefs defensive players, they're playing for spag. Yeah. They're playing for Steve Spagnuolo. Sure, Andy Reid, and it's great that we got Patrick Mahomes. They're playing for their defensive coordinator because they trust him, and they trust the adjustments he's going to make in-game. And they're not going to embarrass them. They're going to find a way to win, and he's going to put a winning thing together. And they're playing for that guy. They're inspired by him. And that only happens a few times when you see the defensive coordinator. You should be playing for your head coach. Ultimately, you're supposed to be playing for your teammates. So this is a huge – it's his Super Bowl decision of many that he has to make. But how many more defensive coordinators is he going to get? So is this right. guy who had, you know, a cup of coffee with two or three teams in the NFL, including the 49ers for a couple of years, is this his answer to the Super Bowl? Because they ain't going to get him any more shots. And then, and then you got regime change when Mark Murphy steps down in two seasons. And then who knows what happens. So this is a huge decision. And in about a minute, we're going to find out who the guy is. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. I mean, I know there's some youth, there's enthusiasm coming out of college, back into the pros. I get all of that. Uh, but I'm with you, Mike. You're going from what was a base 3-4 to now a 4-3. But he kind of plays a 4-2-5. He's, he likes four guys up front. And if you use Matt, Matt LaFleur's terminology, down lineman means anybody that's on the line. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, fingers in the dirt, which is what we think of when we think of down linemen. So uh, we'll wait and see what uh, kind of style he actually wants to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, average Packer fan says, Mike, come on. The Bucks game. Joe Barry should have been fired after that game. I'm like, oh, okay. But, I mean, I don't know if Belichick wants that job where he comes into Green Bay and they say, wait a minute. I don't have Jair Alexander, and now you're suspending him. I don't have Eric Stokes. I got a couple of rookies on the corners. Yeah, I got a nice, healthy, uh, I got a nice, healthy uh, defensive line, but you know I don't have any veterans uh, at, at linebacker. I mean, Devondre Campbell's going to miss 
almost all the season with two different injuries, you know, and, and safety, Jonathan Owens, really? I, you know, and Savage? I mean, Joe Barry didn't get a very good deck of cards to work with, and yet, so what was missing? Was it in-game adjustments? Was it, was it guys at the end of the day just not quite playing for him? You know, why did Rashawn Gary just kind of disappear the last month of the season? I know he was going through stuff. I mean, I, I saw it firsthand after games, right to the training room, golf carts out to the team bus, stuff like that. You know, they, I mean, it's, it's sort of on the on the injury report, but it's, you don't really know what these guys are right. going through. They're not going to tell you. But at the end of the day, it's up to Joe Barry to try and – and it's not like they got blown out that often – last year with such a you know makeshift secondary so you make that decision so what was missing was it guys weren't playing for that coordinator was it in-game adjustments today is the first day since Lafleur made that decision to cut Joe Barry loose with one year left on his deal and so maybe hopefully Matt will shed a little light on why he felt he needed to, to make this change and what's so weird is Joe Barry is now a linebackers coach for the Dolphins and the line, the Dolphins fired their linebacker coach. He's not working for the Green Bay Packers. So, okay, all right, whatever. Right. Uh, I know. It's it, We were talking about it earlier today uh, with a buddy of mine that said, you know, isn't it weird that you got Luke Getze who got ran out of Chicago because he couldn't develop a young quarterback, and now he goes to Oakland or to Los Angeles or to uh, the Vegas Raiders. Vegas. My God. Yeah. And, and, and he's going to go there to develop a young quarterback. It's just right. it's, it's weird how things happen in the NFL. Mike, looking forward to it. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, okay? Talk to you after 1 o'clock, buddy. All right, buddy. Talk to you tomorrow. There you go. That's our guy, Mike Clemens, joining us for a couple of minutes uh, on the hotline, heading up uh, to cover that press conference in Green Bay. Hey, when he's on his way, either up or back, I'm telling you right now, where you want to go on a day like today is you got baseball on a tube. Stop in a quick trip. Stop in a quick trip. Grab yourself one of the take-home meals. It just got a lot easier, and they're delicious, depending on what you want, whether it's mac and cheese, spaghetti and meatballs, meatloaf, mashed potato and gravy, the fettuccine Alfredo. It has all been reduced prices. They've got uh, the quick trip hot savings as well. Uh, Maybe you're a breakfast guy. Maybe you want to go in and either grab some of the breakfast sandwiches or they've got some bacon on special right now too. So a lot of good stuff going on right now at Quick Trip, and it's always so good when you come back into the state from wherever you're at. Always great because you go, ah. There it is. There's that big quick trip sign. Thank God I'm back. Stop in. You can take a load off. Go to the bathroom. Go ahead and get to some of the great things that they have there to eat or drink. Fill up your tank, and you know you're feeling you're, you're bad at home. And then they always say, they always say, see you next time. So you know it's always coming. It's kind of become a game to me where I try to say it to them before they say it to me. Love Quick Trip. Can't say enough about it. Good stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. And the take-home meals, tonight's the night. You got baseball in a tube. Sit down. Go to Quick Trip right now. Then you come back home. You fire one up. You sit there, little mac and cheese, and you're actually watching baseball again. Good stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. We'll wrap it up next on the Bill Michael. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. A couple of minutes to go before we get out of here. 
Tomorrow, Grant uh, will be off, but uh, tomorrow we still have uh, the final hour of the program with Mike Clemens, and we're going to follow up with Mike on what's going on up in Green Bay. We'll hear from Matt LaFleur. We will hear from Halfley, the new defensive coordinator. We'll get Mike's opinion on all of this, what is and isn't said, and uh, start to set the stage for uh, the Brain Trust then heading down to Indianapolis getting ready for the NFL Combine, which is on the horizon and fast coming. I just I can't believe how fast this offseason's going already, and we're, we're only a couple of weeks away from the Super Bowl. So, uh, And then, obviously, Grant, in a week from now, you're going to be uh, getting ready to head to uh, spring training. So you're going to be down in Maryvale mm-hmm. and doing that. So we got Mike down in Indianapolis. You're going to be heading down to spring training. Before you know it, we're going to be talking about March Madness and getting back into that. And then all of a sudden, uh, we're going to be looking at the end of March and then suddenly opening day. And boy, it's going to fly by tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow, by the way, for those who have been fed up with the baseball and the college basketball, Mike Clements tomorrow, Ryan Wood tomorrow to talk about Halfley's presser and Matt Miller, big draft guy at ESPN. There you go. To have some preliminary. So football people rejoice. Tomorrow's for you. Good stuff. Football tomorrow. There you go. Uh, That'll do it until we talk again. 20 hours from now, it's time for us to get out of here. Have a good one.